Last week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. Ah. Damn! <laughs> he looks <Wow>. uh, strong. <laughs> the hero squared off against a multi-headed troll. If you look, there's other heads behind it looking in the other direction like it's... Let me guess. Immune to flanking? <laughs> <laughs> And despite some dangerous missteps, second attack is a misfire. There, okay. thank God, rain down damage upon him. Couple bullet shots, seventeen arrows, and boom, he falls to the ground, dead. But the great labyrinth of the castle still awaits them. Passageway leading to the east, two doors leading to the west, one door leading to the south, a hallway leading to the east that splits to the south, and an unexplored door all the way to the west. The adventure continues. Plus stairs going up and a secret ladder. (gasps) Now. The march to 300 is more like a sprint these days. It's going fast. It's really cooking. (laughs) Guys are mashing and bashing. You're on a real hot streak ever since you found that secret ladder. Um, As Grant pointed out just as we were about to record, as I made a similar comment, uh, he was like, well, don't forget, Dalgrith died like six episodes ago. Uh, But after, since then, maybe it really helped galvanize the team. You guys have been... Have just been straight up mashing. Mashing. Maybe there's some synergy happening, but I think there's also. I mean, if you go over the last few, there's some initiative issues. Mm-hmm. You're a little low in initiative. Yeah, I've been having Which bad is a classic uh, criticism, right? Mm-hmm. Of high level play. It's like, yeah. Uh, initiative just wins combats. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard when Baron is, what are you, plus 19 to initiative now? Plus 15. How Ooh. is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah. It, like, those kind of things are I'm plus huge. 12 now too. With my, my boost to dex and everything. I could have been plus 15, but I, I bounced it out for you. I went plus two. Yeah. <laughs> well, when it's only one creature that you're fighting too, even if the creature gets the jump on you, which like the last two that you fought. You fought this Yotun troll and you fought the Gornich. They both kind of had the jump on you. And uh, uh, the thing that he did, uh, the, the troll, was Cacophonous Roar. I, I think I said it, but I didn't talk about the mechanical uh, issues. Had you failed, you, you would have been confused for a while. Uh, and that would have been great if you guys started attacking yourselves, Skit's favorite, or attacking each other, or just taking you out of the combat. Then he gets in there and starts doing fast swallow holes. I just didn't, uh, I couldn't do it. And then before with the Gornich, I mean, just the fact that you can see invisibility limited what she could do, the fact that you just, uh, that you, you had protection from fire. So, I mean, you've been playing your cards very right. I hope you know that it's always on a, uh, on a, on knife's a hanging edge. Yeah, it's really on a knife's edge. Uh, it's just been, the knife's been in your favor as of late. I had a question on the Yotan troll. I'll love it. Uh, I think. I didn't have a good local. I didn't know enough. I barely knew enough to even like choose a um, uh, something to align my ban against. Um, but then I think Nestor rolled pretty well. Mm-hmm. When I saw the artwork, I was like, "Oh shit!" Are, is this like uh, the other places we've seen where they hack people together and put them together? I thought they were like taking big groups of orcs and making like one massive orc with it. Is that not the case? 
That's not the case. Okay, yeah. it looks like because it was green skin. It looks like a big orc with nine heads, but it's a troll. Yeah, it is a troll, uh, a Yotun troll. You guys fought something else Yotundish in oh, this yeah. adventure. I can't remember. I feel like it was in Minderhall's Val- Valley. I it was in Skiergar. The name is familiar, but other than that, Yotun. I and mean, it wasn't a Yotun troll, but you fought something, some sort of Yotun giant. But uh, straight out of the book, here, Yotun trolls are gigantic nine-headed horrors. Um, they have the same insatiable appetites of common trolls, but require much more sustenance because of their excessive size. They stand around 30 feet tall and weigh Whoa. roughly 25,000 pounds, and they can live up to 100 years. Wow. Each of the heads has their own brains and senses, uh, so they get like a bonus to uh, try to like compel them because they have all their minds can work in unison to stop mental magic. Um, well, that or it's hard to do any sort of mental control because you have so many different minds yeah, you've got to, to connect, control. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. How's their intelligence for uh, let's see. Do they get? Do they get to combine their brains or something? They're a walking think tank. They really get to workshop their own ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing ever gets done in committee. <laughs> That's why I was just standing in this room. Walking low around. intelligence. Uh, they're all str- They got low intelligence, high wisdom. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Yeah, I mean, well, I say low intelligence, a ten intelligence, thirty-one common, strength, common intelligence, twenty-nine con, uh, twenty-nine con. Yeah. Wow, you'd It'd think they'd never die. It's with, with the, so it's multiple minds is its uh, uh, exceptional ability or whatever it is. Uh, it gets a plus four bonus on will saves against mind affecting effects, and whenever it has to make a will save, it rolls twice and takes the better. Well, oh, that wow. makes it almost impossible. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. That would have been fun. Immune to confusion, immune to insanity, because you have to turn them all insane. Mm. But the fast swallow is what I was so excited about. I'm like, get a good Anish, get in there, swallow a couple of them, get a couple confused. Totally different fight. But said we shot him. Instead, you just shot him. I, I saw that you killed him. The problem <laughs> with that logic is you have to fall back on the limits of the mechanics of the game. It's like get in there, swallow a couple of them. That's multiple rounds. Yeah. So you're talking roughly uh, ten, minimum ten attacks from Nestor and Baron, pretty much <laughs> right, right. Yeah. before you get two swallows in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's, when you look at it that way, it's like, this is such a long shot. Now, if Baron's the first one he swallows, whole different story. So, right, well, the, yeah. Baron may have well, may have well have been the first one he swallowed based off of the misfire that happened. Mm-hmm. I only got one attack off. Yeah, he could have just moved up to the door, reached around it, grabbed Baron, gulp. Yeah. But his AC is so freaking high. His AC is high. I mean, yeah, but he doesn't have a big to hit, but he's got a great CMB for the swallow. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, it's it's i'm not going to start adding more guys into the fight we'll never finish this book so you know i know what i'm getting into by having you go up against one uh creature but it'll be interesting to see it as if it instills a false sense of security in you guys or not and you also just leveled up had you fought this guy at 15th level it probably wouldn't have made that much of a difference but maybe or if you came up here early before you uh leveled up maybe um what was he doing here I don't know. You have to read his journal. You do see this horrible mess of like uh, f- finger food, but like it's <laughs> like the, the clearly this is some sort of cannibal. But if you examine uh, the food for a little bit, it looks like uh, expired. Their tastes are necrophagic. Like they they like eating dead skin as well as live Ooh, uh, creatures. Um, there's a tall pewter pitcher, three matching goblets. Like it looks like they've just these nine heads have been feasting in this guard room. Um, is he working for the Storm Tyrant? 
probably doesn't seem like a, a leftover holdout from the cloud giant uh, control of the castle. Um, there are some big morning stars, uh, three gargantuan morning stars, a large masterwork longsword on the weapon rack, and a gargantuan magical scimitar, which I'll just tell you is a plus three scimitar. Ooh. If Della had only lived and turned gargantuan, she would have loved that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's take the scimitar in her honor and throw it in the bag. <laughs> throw it through the moon door. Uh, <laughs> let's also not forget we used to have a piece of armor that could make us large enough to use this stuff. Right. It's true. We also have to use a hand that would have allowed us to wield any of these weapons, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we did. Only thing on his person uh, that uh, jumps out at you is uh, he has a bundle of seven huge keys. Hmm. Oh. That's that's excellent. Mm. Are you the key master? Uh, That was so creeped. (laughs) (laughs) Are you the key master? (laughs) Uh, Yes, I'm a friend of his. He told me to meet him here. Sir Will, you entered the room, and I didn't tell you because you were in mid-fight, but to the east, you see... I do it every single time. I always the west, east, buddy. West. I just always want to say east regardless of what it is, and I'm only right 50% of the time. Uh, to the west is stairs going up. So more stairs going up. Now, you've already uncovered. Uh, you guys came up when you fought uh, the Taiga Giant from stairs that are very close to where these are, but these stairs go up to the next level. I... I think Skid can relate that uh, your uh, tendency to just say East every time was like <laughs> kids in Colorado and Texas watching ESPN, and they would just always talk about the Yankees no matter what. And always talk about there was always this East Coast bias. Oh yeah, everywhere. <laughs> and, Man, yeah. There's so many kids in Colorado that were just all Yankees fans, and I just nothing but contempt for all. Why? Of them. I don't. I don't know. The, the, it's not. What do you mean? Why? Because they won more championships than anybody else, so people are like that team. It's like the, that's the most bullshit reason. Well, well no, because it's, it's like, infuriating. It's Colorado people don't have real uh, independent thought. They just do what everyone else does. Well, yeah, Colorado like was not never a ba- still really isn't a baseball place. So it's you just go after the most surface level thing, and it's just like oh Yankees twenty seven. Yeah, okay, yeah Yankees. Sure, yeah, I've heard of them Yankees. So there's not a whole lot of imagination with them. That's why everybody likes Notre Dame fucking yeah. garbage they're yeah. always like Notre Dame's gonna win all this shit it's always a shitty team and the only reason people like them is because they stayed independent long enough to have their own uh, they can have their, a, their, their own, own TV contract. deal yeah they have a TV deal with NBC so they're on TV all the time it's like why everyone in the south likes the Braves because Ted Turner owned his own station and put the Braves on everywhere so everyone everyone see Notre Dame and they became a fan well Remember to, be, a Notre to Dame be fan? Fair. like three of them went to Notre Dame to be fair there are a lot of subway alumnus for Notre Dame people never would never have a chance of getting in <laughs> it's true but to be fair, like Pat McGrath, our friend who designed our yeah. original logo, is a hu- his whole family are huge Notre Dame fans because they're not- Notre Dame is a Catholic university and they f- would employ Catholic professors and everything at a-, at a time in the United States when few other higher learning institutions would. So that legacy will... Well, yeah, that's why Notre Dame has always been loved in my family. It's right. because of Irish Catholic. It has nothing to do with TV right. rights. Right. I hate Notre Dame. I do too. I, I hate Notre Dame. They were a rival when we actually mattered. The difference between Notre Dame, the Braves, and uh, the Yankees is that the Yankees win things. Right. <laughs> True. Oh, they Bra- did. The Braves they, were. They I mean, it was the thing. Braves and the Yankees in the nineties. Those were the two. Te- those were the. I mean, World Series were there two, three. Uh, oh God! The Braves won the NL East. Every like year. Every 13 straight times yeah. or 12 yeah. straight times? Yeah. That so painful. I know. What, what, made it, what made me even worse is that I, 
uh, I just really enjoyed that pitching staff. I just really. Oh no, uh, that uh, pitching what, staff Greg was Maddox amazing. And Greg Maddox, John Smoltz, Tom, Tom Glavin, uh, Tom Glavin, and um, Roger McDowell was on there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's the other one? Man, there was like good. a there was a fourth. But Ma- uh, Maddox and Glavin and Maddox had yeah. fifteen consecutive fifteen win seasons. Yeah, right. Maddox was ridiculous. Isn't that He's right? That isn't and is ridiculous. And the yeah. polar opposite of what like he I, would Maddox even like you wouldn't even think twice about Maddox now. He didn't throw hard. You know, he, yeah, he, he was just a, such a cerebral. Yeah, he threw like ninety miles an hour, and yeah. just he would he could just have pinpoint accuracy, yeah, pinpoint accuracy. and he had great. He was this great strategic pitcher. Anyway, yeah. anyway, we've we've digressed. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I don't. I yeah. blame myself. It's, it's my fault. It's my fault, dude. <laughs> fault well then congratulations because that was awesome yeah it was great i, I enjoyed that that's great <laughs> so stairs leading up <laughs> and uh you see the two doors to the east here are, are cell doors oh oh interesting let's Wait, check out those cells, cells. anything so, in them so will is going to trot over uh to you guys as you come through the room and look past the the, the hulk of this beast uh, left smoten on the ground, uh, and it's going. Yeah, he's going to trot up and look through the door, fifteen away, fifteen feet away from Nestor. Nestor shoots another arrow into one of its heads for good measure, <laughs> knowing that they regenerate. Even though we, oh yeah, did, you acid splash. I right? acid splash, but Baron, as Sir Will's walking over, is just every six seconds acid splashing him on each of his heads, spraying yeah. its skin on. Yeah, Sir Will is trotting back towards everyone, and as he does, Nestor fires an arrow past him. And Sir Will's head snaps around, yeah. and he sees it burrow right into the middle of the cranium of one of the heads of the beast. He just turns around and eyes Nestor, gives a slight nod, and it's just like, well done, Nestor. Better safe than sorry, mate. I I'm sure you'll agree. Couldn't agree more. Oh, Steve Avery. That's who I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve Avery. That's, uh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> sorry, never mind. I was miles away. <laughs> <laughs> who is this Avery? Yeah. Is he a knight? Sir <laughs> <laughs> so Steve Avery of Atlanta. <laughs> House Atlanta. House Atlanta. So brave. Uh... These doors to the east. Sheriff, let's clear them before we move on. Uh, Sir Will will clop up and do a little perception. Uh, That is a 21. Okay. Uh, You see a keyhole that looks like it fits one of the keys that was on his person. There's seven keys on there. Um, And, you know, just doing the math, you know that there were five locked doors um, where you fought those uh, George O'Keefe things. So... There's a reason to believe maybe the five keys were there, and then these are the other two. Oh, because uh, Nestor picked, like, all those. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, you haven't seen any other locked doors on this floor. Now, that's just an assumption. So after we unlock these two doors, we just throw out those keys? Just throw them out forever. Toss them out the moon door. <laughs> uh, so you're going to pop the key in there and take a look? Yeah. Okay. You open it up, and sure enough, you do see a small cell. Um, there was, like, a little... Uh, peephole on the door that you could slide open from the outside so the jailer could look in and close it. Okay. And you open it and look in and uh, it's empty. Um, nothing really of interest in there. There's a, a bed. Um, looks like it hasn't been used in a while. Maybe this guy ate the prisoners. Mm. Nesta, would you have a look at that bed, see if you find anything in there? 
Yes, well, I mean, it's a bit below my pay grade, searching a bed in a cell, but yeah. Please you, Sir Will, I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be happy to do it, I just... No, 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 Convinced I wouldn't find anything of interest. No, 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 don't dirty your holy hands, your holiness. Let me do it. (laughs) I wouldn't dare dream of it. Uh, That is a 35-42 against traps. Nothing. Nothing of import, and you don't see any traps. Sir Will is going to trot over to the next one, and he's actually going to give it, like, a knock. Be like, bang, bang, bang. Anyone in there? You hear a knock back. No, you don't. You hear nothing? Nothing. Let's open it. Slide the keyhole open before you open it. Or the the peephole. It opens from the outside. All right, he'll open the peephole. Whew. Stinks. Uh Oh! Oh! Something died in there. Smells like raw meat and blood. Something died out here, mate. Smells like your dwarf friend. (laughs) Sheriff, would you like to open it? Hold on. Metra, you peep through this hole for me real quick. You have a keen way of seeing the world. Why me? You can see invisibility, and you have true sight on at all times, you moron. Get to the hole. <laughs> Get in the hole. Get in the hole. <laughs> you know, Sheriff, we're going to have to talk about your motivational strategies. I'm sorry. It's just fighting all these things. I've been wanting to clear out this part of the, the castle for uh, weeks now. <laughs> that lion son of a bitch, Johnson. This has been his dream for weeks, <laughs> to check out this part of the, of the place. I look through <laughs> the, the hole. man's very excited. I look through the hole. You look through the hole, and you don't see anything or anyone in the room. But it does stink. That copper blood smell. Mm. Thank you, Metro. Detect magic. You don't detect any magic. Detect evil. You don't detect any evil. Detect chaos and law. None. (laughs) Detect good and chaos. Wait. Detect neutral. (laughs) We hold up a (laughs) boombox and play heavy metal. Very loudly and see if it has any effect. <laughs> it doesn't. We're trying to force General Noriega out of exactly. the Vatican City. Troy, we're going to have to go over the basic concepts of yes and. <laughs> He's just saying no to literally every, every casting of detect. <laughs> we're trying a bunch of different strategies over here. Detect corpse. Uh, you don't detect any corpse. <laughs> I, <laughs> Not a real spell. I asked Splash. <laughs> I asked Splash various points through the door. <laughs> Just, ah, the fourth one. <laughs> <is screaming. laughs> I, I knew it. No alignment. <laughs> it's I neutral bastard. I'm non-partisan. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, do you open the door? Yes. yes. Okay. Open so you open the door, uh, and yeah, really strong smell of raw meat and blood. Um, do a search. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you're searching, you find two things. The wall above the pallet has the word hide scrawled upon it. Oh. In common, in blood. Oh, that's creepy enough. I wow. think that's creepy. As you're searching the pallet, you find hidden within the sheets the freshly flayed skin of a dead human man. And it looks like the skin has been flayed in a way that it can be worn by someone. Oh. Oh, oh, wait. (laughs) Wait. Nesta. Oh, wait. You've seen a great deal of horrific torture in your time. Ever seen anything like this? Mm. Or any reason for it? No, yeah, I mean, it's a bit artless, but... uh... 
he's unusual. I'll give you that. And Nestor goes over and he he like pokes it with the uh, pulls out his dagger, like kind of like lifts it up to kind of like get a better look at it. Can I do a perception on it? Yeah. With like a yeah, with like a pen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a crime scene pen. Uh, <laughs> thirty two, thirty nine traps. Yeah, it just looks like it was removed perfectly precisely so that someone could wrap their body in the skin. But someone medium. Mm-hmm. Does this seem like it would fall into like a religious ceremony? Could I do a knowledge religion or a heel check on it? Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll uh, a knowledge check. Uh, I, uh, sorry, sorry, sir, well, large, a large creature. Ah, uh, mm. so what were they? Was it a large humanoid? Large humanoid. Not a human. A large humanoid. Yeah, I think so. All right, I it's will, hard to tell. Uh, I'll, I'll aid, out. Uh, and I do aid in the knowledge religion. 26 with the aid. DC 26, knowledge What? Religion. Dude! Nice! Sir Will! You That's amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> All right, so you recognize the flayed skin is that worn by a creature known as an ekorsh. Ecorch. Ecorch is an undead creature that normally just walks around and it just has exposed musculature. But sometimes it uses uh, flayed skin to, uh, it wears the skin of other people to like hide among them. Terrifying un- <laughs> undead hermit crabs that look Whoa. at our bodies as like empty shells. Can yeah. we. It like disguises itself with the skin of other people. Uh, Baron, could you check the walls? Uh, I guess so. Uh, might be able to notice any unusual masonry. I believe it's écorché. Écorché. It, it didn't act- have the accent over the e, so it's actually a thing. It's like it is like if you ever saw the bodies exhibit. Yeah, that's it, exactly what it looks apparently like. Apparently, that those medically those are called écorchés. Oh, interesting. Oh, I never, I never saw that exhibit. Means literally, I've just seen the flayed. pictures in French. Flayed. Écorché. Écorché. Ah, Skinless. So after. Um, Sir Will asked Baron to Ooh. do a perception check to look at the walls. Uh, Baron rolled a 41, 43 for secret doors. Um, yeah, you don't see anything besides that word hide staring at you. Hide. So was Nick Crochet imprisoned here? Was he imprisoned by Volstice? Was he imprisoned by the Cloud Giants? Did he come in here and Why? flay the prisoner? Why did he shed his skin? Are we going to encounter this écorché elsewhere? Yes. And why would... It would seem like that would be something the écorché would write, not the person that was being flayed for the skin, right? Is he warning people to hide, or hide. is he expressing a desire for a hide? Yeah, for a hide. Oh, nice. I like yeah. that. I like that homonymical choice. Um, hide. All right. Do you want to open up the door of the south, or do we want to just assume that connects to the oozes and move on with just our lives? Just take a peek through that door. I desperately want to take a peek through that door. I will not lie to you. Desperately. I'll wait here. Okay. Um, Mister, we take a look at this. I don't know if they're arming these slimes or not. I don't know. Right. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you. Oh, I know you get beaten. I, over I this. appreciate you too, Metro. Thank you for looking through that meat hole. Um. Sorry, real quick, I just wanted to say for the record, I'm going to lay on hands Lexington, just for the record. Okay. Throw that out there. 34 perception, 41 against traps on the door. Uh, no traps that you can see and you hear nothing. All right. So, 
uh, be my guest to your precious slimes, if you like. I will. All right, here we go. Stealthily opening this door with a 31. You open the door, a hallway stretches about 55 feet down and ends in another door. Having exposed what you've exposed um, when you peeked in that room with the oozes, I think, were you still on the ethereal plane, Metro, when you guys did that? They just didn't notice us. They just didn't notice you. All right, so you were able to see that it wraps around. There's uh, 25 feet of uncovered space. Uh, You would think it's just a a U-shaped corridor where these oozes lie. But you didn't see anything of import in there while you were in there. Yeah. All right. We could use start trying to use this for body disposal, but that is the only utility I could possibly see for that ooze room. I want to do. Uh, I want to check for traps in this hallway here because I don't know why you would have this stretch of hallway with no other apparent exits and another just doors on either end. Mm-hmm. This seems a little yeah. Suspicious perhaps to me. there's a secret door in there. Uh, that is a forty-four for traps. Nothing. Yeah. Um, the only reason you could think it would be there is an extra layer of protection if this was used as a dungeon or a jail. Um, the former purpose of the castle may have had a reason for this, but yeah, there's no other reason that you could think of. So now that Nestor's cleared it for traps, Baron's going to continue just looking around for any secret means of entryways. Come on, baby. That is going to be a 34, 36 for secret doors. Nothing. Okay. To the east then, Sheriff. All right. Let's go. All right. Saddle up. So I will look down the hallway. After you, Metro. I feel so much better. (laughs) God. All right. So I'll I'll move down the hallway a little bit to get a little... Stay along the wall and I'll walk through the center. Anything comes, I can charge past you. Metro enters this hallway further down and now can see the extent of the hallway Uh, 120 feet away from you as you step 20 25 feet in you see it ends in a door and if you look all the way back to the west you see that the hallway ends in a very similar door oh yeah i didn't realize we had one more door to the west yeah there's one more door to the west there um but yeah, that's what you see now. There's still a passageway leading to the south, but you can't see down that because you're about 80 feet away from the southern passage, which is about 20 feet wide. The hallway that you're in right now is 15 feet wide. Before we go another step further in uh, the spirit of Joe noting the lay on hands done to Lexington, Baron has used a standard action uh, during our downtime to clear uh, the broken condition from his misfire. Excellent. And, uh, Nesta, would you mind clearing this for traps? Right. Uh, so many of these hallways have been trapped. Like, on the lower floor they were, and we haven't seen any for a Were bit. all of those, like, <sighs> visual traps where if we looked no, at they them? they were, like, arcane, like, on the floor. But didn't they require, like, line of sight for them to work or something? Not for them to work, you just have to step on them. But I believe oh. that to see them you had to have trap finding, I think. Got mm-hmm. it. 33 for traps. You don't Ooh, see anything. Garbage. Not good. All right. After you, Metra. All right. Uh, if, once we're cleared for traps, we'll slowly creep down together, get to the cor- eventually making our way to the corner, and I will lean around and look down in this passageway to the south. Do a little lean. You see it goes about 20 feet and ends in a door. Another door. 
To the south. So many doors. Door to the south or door to the east? Yeah. To the south. And you've got another one to the west. So right now you've got one. What's going on in that door at the west? Why are you, you pushing us to the <laughs> west? Would you just, just relax? I'm showing you what's left <laughs> on the map. I'm not that, sure if he's making a mistake or... Yeah. Trying to drive us to the All west. Right. Nope, neither. I'm we just stop letting you know what we're what's doing left. and charge west. You have yeah. one, Drop two, everything. three, four <laughs> staircases, four winding staircases going up. You've got the main staircase that Metro Ethereal jaunted on, uh, and then you've got a doorway to the west, a doorway to the east, and then this one doorway to the south. What would you like to do? To the south. To the south. All right, to the south. I'll Southern listen. door. Listen at the door. Okay. Uh, 36. Nothing. Metro will cede, cede the responsibilities for the door over to the others. All right. Nestor creeps up stealthily. Sheriff. Uh, oh, garbage roll. Get your ass up here. Uh, that is a 35 traps. 35 traps. Doesn't appear to be trapped. Looks clean. Steps back. I'm sorry, Sir Will, but I've lost connection to roll 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! No. Oh God! It hurts oh, so no. much. God's no. Oh, God's oh, no. oh! Thank God! I'm what back. have you done? I'm back! I'm back! I'm back! <laughs> it was real touch and go there for a while. You lost faith in Torok. Uh, no, uh, never. Could you just step to the side as you open? Absolutely. Leave there me we go. Clear path. Uh, here comes a perception check of his own. Well, I guess Ness already did one. Oh, and uh, detect evil while he's doing that. Okay. Uh, I'll detect uh, chaos while he's doing that. Boom. Nothing? Okay. Here comes the stealth roll with a 19. Okay. You open the door. It's dark in this room, um, but you all have dark vision. Uh, All of you can see the full extent of the room. Uh, Metra can see that to the southeast, there is a a corridor branching off uh, and diagonally out of the room. Diagonal. Uh, um, let's talk about this first room. There is a weapon rack standing against the western wall of the room, a table to the south, and a pair of stools in the corner. Looks like the weapon rack holds a dozen or so gargantuan wooden practice morning stars oh. and an equal number of huge wooden Tower shields. Maybe this was some type of practice room for the cloud for giants. The cloud giants, yeah. Um, the rack also holds a few more elaborate wooden practice weapons a, a dire flail, a great arcs, guise arm, all gargantuan in size. Can I do like a oh survival check on the floor to see if it looks like there had been like sparring going on in here? Yeah. A gargantuan guise arm? <laughs> It's like a dark soul. It's got to be like the side of, size of, yeah. Uh, it's 50 feet long, probably. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like a five-story building. Uh, 25. 25. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This uh, all the markings. Jeremy Jim, would have a field day with this. But, yeah, uh, yeah it's clearly they, were, they used this for, for practice. But now they didn't practice hard enough, evidently. I miss those days. I miss Jimmer and Dahlgrith in the cathedral. Gym yeah. training, some drilling. <laughs> Dog with just like watching and be like, oh, oh, that's good work. Yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so Metro's going to step up right behind Baron and she should be able to see into the passageway to the southeast from there. Okay. You look, Metro, 
into the passage and you see about 50 feet or so in it ends in what looks like a bunch of broken furniture oh a barricade this is what uh Sorolla was saying is that what was your real name so what's behind the barricade so Will will trot into the room uh again I'm gonna detect evil yeah I'll detect magic as I go um I'll, I'll move up until I can get it all the way to the barricade which is uh, a good 40 feet into the room before I can reach the barricade with Detect Evil. Um, you don't detect anything. Uh, I'll join Sir... I'll step up towards Sir Will and detect magic on the barricade and beyond. Nothing. No magic. All right. Baron will approach the weapons rack with the scrutiny one should have in any murder mystery towards a bookshelf. And we'll just start kind of like doing perception checks on any of the weapons, see if there's like a secret mechanism. Perception? Mm-hmm. Uh, natural one for 25. Okay. I'm going to do the same thing. Do, 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 do. That is a 33 perception, 40 traps. Okay. Even though it's a natural one, it's a skill check, so it doesn't matter. Right. You, know? uh, you rolled very high because of your high perception, and then Nestor rolled even higher. The thing that really jumps out at you is that each of the morning stars has a name engraved on the handle. What are the names? We reach out to read them. Read one after the other, and nothing really jumps out until you see one that says Renfall. Oh. oh, this predates the the takeover. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's just staring at you. These guys, the new guys, they don't practice. Um, they don't looking have the dedication. At this... Sorry, Scott. Nobody puts in the work anymore. Yeah. Talking about practice, man. Looking at this barricade, is it nailed together or is it just kind of crudely jammed in there? The barricade is it constructed, um, or is it just kind of like wedged in the hallway? It looks like it's been w- like wedged and shoved in there, and then now, if you get closer, uh, it, it looks like it actually has been magically treated to seal it as well. So there is a little faint magic that was used in the uh, the creation of it, uh, and now it's like got the strength of a, a, a masonry wall. Um, Metro will check in with her friends and then, uh, if they're okay with it, fire off a few scorching rays to burn down the barricade. As Metro's checking in, Baron is shoving Renfall's Morningstar Mm -hmm. into the bag of holding. Mm. Simply because he was a tortured ghost that is restless and maybe this would help him in some way. I don't know. I can't think of anything now. Metro begins casting scorching rages. It's not really having a, a lot of effect on the wall. It's chipping away at it, but you realize it's going to take a lot more than a few scorching rays. And then meanwhile, Baron reaches for the morning star, lifts it off the rack, and starts to put it into the bag of holding. As you do so, a cold blue light fills the room. Oh. And sconces on the wall begin to flicker. And then in that flickering light that wasn't there a moment ago, you see a shadow form on the wall, a huge disembodied shadow. And then suddenly you hear the faint sound 
harps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Buddy! God is with us. Like the confused <laughs> buzz of a this is it. ensemble this is it. tuning their instruments. If we died, you told me. You told me you spoke to him. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly a huge, vaguely humanoid form takes shape in the room. Glowing yet again with a cold, misty light. A distinct, gloomy melody rises over the confused harp sounds. It's sad and obsessively repeats itself. This all happened to you the first time. And then you hear that voice. Where am I? (laughs) (laughs) And you see Renfall standing there, and he's looking around. And you don't even think he sees you at this point. He's like, ah! The old practice room. And then he looks at you, Baron. Renfall, it's wonderful to see you, my friend. Since we last spoke, we've dispatched with Sir Dasa the Terrible on this floor, and we're on our way to defeat Nalbia and Albur, who were mentioned to us by a two-timing three-headed dragon. Mm. So has perished. Yes, I felt her cold presence shake the winds of my realm when she entered. But there are others, Ashpeak. There are others, and they must be defeated before facing Volstice. Oh, this place... Oft would I come here to watch my brothers and sisters train for battle. I too would train, hoping the day would never come when I would have to take arms against another, and certainly not against my own kind. Sadly, there was no training that could prepare us for Volstice's assault. That morning star you hold once belonged to me. I wielded it in Gozray's name, and yet I failed. She who guides the wind and waves, and I failed my people. You and your friends, I felt your presence in the engine room. I felt the old magics reactivated. You now have the power to use those magics. But I must guide you. The time is not right, however. It is too dangerous. You need not attract more of Volstice's attention. Take the Morning Star with you, and hopefully I can join you again. Oh, shit. Yes, I'm starting to learn more as I wander about, watching. But no longer can I control my passage. I find I am tied to remnants of my past. Objects and places of import. I may have failed to use this weapon when it was my time to Fight, but I will not fail again when called upon. When the time comes that you, Ash Peak, and your friends face Volstice, if I am still about, I will use all my power to return to aid you. 
And should I survive the battle along with you, I will lay my soul to rest in the engine as your navigator. Yes. I find that my soul will only find true rest when this tyrant is destroyed. And what better way than to live in eternity in the thing I treasure most? You're only what you leave behind in this world, Baron. I have no children. The histories will only tell of my capture, torture, and murder. That engine is my legacy. What will you and your friends leave behind? And then he just fades out. Wait, 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 wait. Quick query. What? <laughs> what? I'm very tired. What's behind? I've got a call at 3.15. <laughs> what's, what's behind? I suppose I can move it to four. <laughs> <laughs> but prime rib is 9.95 before 4.30. I would be cutting it. Close. He's a true senior citizen yeah, of this place. Yeah. <laughs> they give you a baked potato and two vegetables. <laughs> 9.95, sorcerer. <laughs> it's a, it's a, you dare stand against that? It's a great deal. <laughs> shall not stand betwixt you stand and the steel. Be- yes. However, what is beyond this barricade? It's barricade. He turns and like his shadow turns a second afterwards. Huh. I was not here when I roamed these halls in my corporeal form. If it is boarded up, it's probably for a reason. But is it to keep something from getting out? Or to keep someone from getting in? I know not. Thank you. Uh- I have a question for you, sorcerer! Go ahead. Are you sure you have the time? We don't want to stand between you and your prime rib. I'll make it quick. Shoot. If given the choice between mixed vegetables and (laughs) rice pilaf, (laughs) what would you choose? It is ridiculous to put someone to that question with no time to think about it. No, it is a fair question. Answer (laughs) me! But I must know one thing from you. Yes. What did you have for lunch? <laughs> lunch? Yes. I had a salad with tuna. Then <laughs> <laughs> I would go for the rice pilaf. Yes. The pilaf. <laughs> it makes so much sense. <laughs> Thank you, sorcerer. <laughs> it seems that even in death, I still have much to learn from your kind. I must be going. Time moves quickly on my plane. Oh, it's already 410. Oh, I didn't even make a reservation. Any other questions? Not a question. 
An introduction. Who are you? I'm Sir Willamette Keswick of Highbury. Devoted follower of Iomidae. Highbury! Now there's a name I recognize. Yes. Yes, I heard the screams of those chanting for Highbury in recent days. I could hear their echoes in my mind, as if they all cried out in death at the same time. Are you from that highbury? I am. It is those lives I seek to restore some level of respect. It will be quite difficult, and your... your... message... That we are what we leave behind weighs heavily on me, sir. I must think on it. But while I do that, I offer you this. Mm. If there is any experience my short life could give you, is that I would not carry such a heavy burden on yourself, nor think of yourself as a failure to Gozre. I assure you, Gozre has their plans and you fit them perfectly whatever is done was done for a reason and your wish to join us at the end may be Gozre's plan all along so go with faith that we will meet again and together we will restore order to this world yes Yes, I like where your head is at. I have sat feeling miserable for myself, thinking I failed. But perhaps you are right, little man. Perhaps my story is yet to be told. A question for you. I mentioned that I could order two sides. Oh shit, I've gotta go! It's 420! <laughs> <laughs> and he leaves. <laughs> I will always wonder what his query was for me. <laughs> but I shall have to live with that question. Say hello to the hostess, it's Stuckies for me. <laughs> We're quite friendly. Stuckies. Oh, <laughs> Were we not floating so far above the earth right now, Sir Will, the ground would truly tremble at our mighty, mighty ally. You see, we cannot lose against Volstice. Oh. With someone like Renfall on our side. It is beginning to come together. The gods themselves are aligning against him. I can feel it. Yes. Is it just me, or does he really strike you this time as someone's great uncle, unmarried, confirmed bachelor... Just living his own life somewhere. Yes. Yes. My Uncle Ricard. Almost exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see. I mean, more is like the budget consciousness, but there was a little bit of that as well. Yes. He was always borrowing money, as I recall. And uh, who Ricard. else in the world has as much freedom as the unmarried uncle? That is what we are striving for. That is what we are fighting for, so that all the small folk <laughs> of Galeria can have that same yeah. unmarried uncle freedom. <laughs> <laughs> the early bird special may yet be in their reach <laughs> If we try As hard as we can Onwards There is no turning back We must push forward 
to an early put special is available for all. (laughs) (laughs) Unlimited bargains should be with the reward of all the small folk of Galarian. (laughs) Maybe one day we can add a side salad bar. Yes, we four together shall make a new country buffet. Let us all pledge to one another that we shall not fill up on bread. New country buffet. (laughs) We must fight to protect one another just as our sneeze guard will protect the fixings in our salad bar from being sneezed upon. Why don't we turn our attentions towards the barricade at this point? <laughs> yes. I don't want to short-circuit the salad bar discussion. But can we, we, do can have... we just make a promise to ourselves that once we're done with this, we'll just treat ourselves to salad bar? I mean, I think that rib. sounds lovely. It's on Baron. It is on Baron. Oh, so, all right, all right. It is a metaphor for freedom, Nestor. No, I understand. We expect but, you to understand. Yeah, but there is a <laughs> looming barricade. Like a, there was I, a plot-relevant item right in front of us. <laughs> I tried to burn it down, but it was resistant. I know. It I had know. plot resistance. Yeah, it seemed to summon a ghost, a very uh, money-conscious ghost. Uh, Sir Will will trot right up to it. Okay. Trot up to the wall and yeah. try to look through. I mean, is it sealed look even, through it, even from vision? Yeah, you. it's sealed at least a few feet in that you can't see anything beyond it. Um, what about a little old-fashioned elbow grease, Sheriff? Uh, I'm clean plumb out of that, uh, but I'll, I'll I'll try. That's all I can do is try. He's I not very just, strong. I don't have any more elbow grease, but I, I'll just try my best. I'll just try my best. <laughs> Fresh Looks like it's you and I. <laughs> uh, can we try to physically move parts of the barrier? Um, yeah, no, it's like, because it's been magically treated, it's all, like, solid. All right. It's pretty. <laughs> just, can I disintegrate it, then? Uh, yeah. Well, how much damage does it disintegrate do? Well, for items, it's a little complicated. So let's go to the spell text. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to detect alignment. All of the det- alignments I have, law, neutral, chaos. Rotate, or, rotate. R- rotate. Go through that before we start. Because I'm afraid of what Ren Paul said. Like a Gatling gun of alignment detection. Yes. And you get nothing. Okay, I, I sense nothing on the other side of this. When used against an object, the ray simply disintegrates as much as a 10-foot cube of non-living matter. Uh, a creature in objects that makes a successful fortitude save is partially affected. Can I make a fortitude save? I can. All right. have the save. Uh, go ahead. Uh, okay. So it'll make a save against your disintegrate. Uh, 21. That fails. Okay. Yeah. Wow. It takes, huge. Uh I mean, I guess then it just disintegrates. It's just, it's, disintegrate. Yeah, disintegrate. It's it's just ten, ten feet of it. Okay. Is it more ten than ten, cubic, f- ten cubic feet of it? Right. Okay. Is it more than ten feet thick? Uh, it's three feet thick. So we're oh. good. So you're good. So it's gone, though. Yeah. So to give you an idea of what it would be if you hadn't have done that, it had hardness sixteen and five hundred and forty hit points. Wow. Ten foot square. Wow. But you're able to just disintegrate straight through. That's, a that'd be a thing. cool shot. And you guys can crawl through. <laughs> I'm like picturing the camera shot from the other side of the barrier. And just you see this green light, and boom, this turns into dust. You see the lot of us like standing on the other side, ready. Right when you pop, th- pop that hole through, uh, you see it's just pure darkness beyond which you can see into. It looks like it's been sealed shut for a, a long time. Uh, the stale air smells heavily of wine and manure. Oh. Oh. And you see that the floor up ahead is littered with wreckage, splinters, shards of numerous destroyed wooden barrels and glass demijohns. There might be a creature in here, though. Perhaps that they locked behind this barricade. 
It frantically fought to escape. Perhaps. Magically sealed within. He sealed it in for a reason. Arm yourselves. I can see 120 feet. Do I? S- how f- is that the edge of the room, or is there more? Uh, nope. I'll show you what you see. And you're all the way up there, Metro. I mean, you were. Well, I guess you, you didn't you have do to do that at range. Yeah, I can do it at range. But Sir Will was definitely all the way up. Someone just. I just for the listeners at home. Someone just tried to move my character right up to the edge of the barricade. Which I, did, which I thought was a little presumptuous. That was me. Yeah, for once it wasn't me. So you're welcome. Whoa, okay. Oh, it's man, this is room. a whole thing. Yeah, there's a pillar in the middle. You see that there are, uh, there's, you know, I can just show you because there's light coming in from these windows that would cast enough dim light for you to see into these alcoves to the east and the south. And there's a lot of smashed uh, barrels and uh, glass, like, all over the floor, especially right near the windows. Um, perception. Yeah, detect evil. Uh, and detect magic. Seeing if something's okay. hiding in here. Uh, and you automatically see anything invisible, right, Metro? Mm-hmm. It's true. Yes. Uh, perception is a 35. Okay. So, Metro, you roll a perception. And as you do so, or really as you step up into the opening there to look into the room, you see four creatures Whoa. that are invisible and lying in wait. Oh. And they're like creeping up towards you as you're moving in. The creatures are these towering menaces with a horrible vertically aligned mouth. Oh, oh no! Whoa, no. And arms that split at the elbows into two twin claws. Oh, oh I feel what? like I've seen something like this This before. is like Stranger Things or something. Moving up towards you, you see them. I'm going to give you a chance to react. I detected evil. Yes, they were out of your range. Now they're coming in. Do I detect the presence of evil? Yes. I don't have to see them, but right. the presence Like when you were on the other side of the barricade detecting alignments, they were back. No, I know, but I'm all the way up at the barricade detecting evil, and I yes. just detect presence of evil? Mm-hmm. Okay. They are evil. What do you do, Metro? Uh, evil here. I will warn the others, and I will say, Hold, for creatures, creatures. We have found you sealed up in this, in this area. Perhaps we have a common enemy. Maybe they can understand me? One of ours is evil. This one? There's a guy behind me. Nesta! He's evil. Sir Will pushes him up in the front. Yeah. Oh, uh, hi. I speak, speak evil. I do have a lot. I wish alignment languages were a thing in this. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And like, I hope they're neutral evil. I wonder what that language sounds like, the because that is in D and D. That's like that's oh, <laughs> mean jerk, mean, 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 mean. They just keep approaching you. May I cast a spell as they approach? What are you thinking? See invisibility. Ooh. Ooh. Can I try to identify them? You cast see invisibility. You try to identify them. Give me a knowledge uh, dungeoneering. Oh, don't have that. I have it. Aberrations. 14. 14. You have no idea, but you're in combat. Roll for initiative. Oh! Okay. Oh, dear. Oh, we jumped right in. Oh, shit. Roll for initiative! 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 Roll for initiative
<laughs> Baron and Metra, you can see them, and they look like that. Ah, oh, F-27. Is, is that a Gorgon? Is that what that is? <laughs> That's what it looks like. Oh, <laughs> man. Wow. It's like their head splits down to their shoulders. It does look like, yeah, Demogorgon from Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, Demogorgon, yeah. Oh, they're furry. They're, they're furry, though, yeah. Yeah, we used to have the got- miniature here. Yes, yes, I remember, I remember. They are horrible. I mean, the way the head opens, it is very Demogorgon-like, but its head opens like a a mouth, like a Venus flytrap with teeth all over it. And then, yeah, at the elbow, it splits into uh, an extra arm. So it's got four arms, all clawed. They got talon-like feet, but they have a kind of a primate furry butt. They are horrible-looking. And their scars, these these are something from another world. Let's talk Anish. Oh, man. A lot of things from another world. Metro, what'd you get? I rolled a natural seven e. for a 16. No, 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 not, no, no. Not great. Not great. Baron. 21 with a Ooh. six on the dot. Oh. Sir Will. 15. Oh, man. 15 for Sir Will. That's good for Sir Will. <laughs> Nestor. 22. 22 for Nestor. Very interesting. It's round one. And it is Nestor's turn. Oh. Uh, yeah, and he can't see anything. So what are we looking at here? Somebody give me a heads up. They're there, they're there. They're there. <laughs> yeah, there. Right. This is really hard. There and there. Yeah, I'm just going to hold until, uh, yeah. Yeah, luckily Baron was able to get off uh, a sea invisibility, and it is your turn, Baron. We have the advantage of the hallway. We must bring them into this choke point. And Baron uses a move action to pull a scroll out from his hand, uh, from his bag. And then we'll move backwards to create space to allow them to enter the hallway. Okay, a little space. Great. <laughs> Look in the front. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so Baron, you'll move back. And uh, do you cast anything or... Well, I had to pull out a scroll that I want to cast. Um, let me just say what it is so that the rest of my party can can work accordingly. Okay. I have a scroll of Purge Invisibility. Uh. I was going to use it against the spiders uh, that we fought in the attic. However, once they came out of invisibility, they did not become visible again. I don't know, you know if the, these creatures can kind of cloak, uncloak, right. uh, come back in and out. But my idea is it also depends on if this scroll... Was written by a cleric, oracle, or inquisitor. Troy, you want to have fun and roll a D3 on who made that <laughs> scroll? Because that will determine the caster level. Ah, all right. Um, what was it, the options? Cleric, oracle, inquisitor. Okay, where did you find it? Do you remember? I don't. It's on my list. Okay, so it probably happened around episode 251 oh, or so. It's before the break. I have no That's idea. why I'm saying it might be a fun die roll. Yeah. It's not really going to be a huge difference. Okay. Uh, what was the third one? Inquisitor? Yep. Yeah, Inquisitor. All right. So that is the highest possible level the cast would be because uh, Inquisitors, it's a third level spell. Inquisitors do not le- learn third level spells until seventh level. That means there is a 35 foot range on um, the purge invisibility. Nice. Which, from where I was standing... Could that be enough to get everyone? No. Uh, no, it just gets yeah. a couple of them. 
So Baron's going to stick with his plan. He's not going to move back as far as he was, but within 35 feet, if we get these guys into the hallway and people just retreat back a bit, he can kind of wash the whole hallway with purge invisibility. Um, but regardless, it's a choke point, and they're, they're large creatures, so using this narrow area will prevent them from like surrounding us and attacking us, I'm hoping. So that is why Baron is retreating. Uh, is there any knowledge check additionally that can be done on these? Um, dungeoneering. Did I already do it? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. Okay. That is his turn. Okay. And the reason that I'm hoping to do this is, you know, largely so that in the event that they can recloak or return in, uh, invisible, that uh, it'll allow Nestor to be able to uh, point them out really easily and hit them. Okay. The first one, well, not the first one, but the one uh, up top and to the right, so farther west, slides right up towards Mes- Metra. Um, and as it does so, it... Well, let's see what my range is here. Yeah, so... It unleashes a, 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 a sort of spell centered on it. Uh, Sir Will, Nestor, and Metra roll a will save. Oh, boy. Uh, is it a fear effect? Uh, no, it is not. Oh. <laughs> it is... Unholy blight. Oh no. Oh no, that's so bad. <laughs> we'll save Metro. Just a measly thirty-three. Jeepers! <laughs> Alright, that'll be uh half. What about you there, Johnson? Sir Will Johnson? S- Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Okay. Nestor? Uh natural nineteen for twenty-nine. Jeepers. Okay. Um, so this is going to be half damage. Um, does evasion? Oh, no, it was a reflex save, right? It right. Will save, uh, so, yeah. so you guys will take half damage. Are you all, you're good, uh, Sir Will, but Metra and Nestor, are you neutral? What Nestor's I? evil. I mean, Nestor's evil. evil, right. Yeah, so it actually won't affect, uh, Nestor at all. It'll only affect Metra and Sir Will. Yeah, I'm but, neutral. And you're neutral. Okay. So it's going to be 5d8 have for Sir Will. Does invisibility purge work at a distance? It's a, it's centered it's a constant on effect. It's centered on you. Radius around the caster. It's personal. So 30 foot, 35 foot right, right, radius right. around him. Oh, that's right. It's constant. I should have just cast it. Yeah, for like seven minutes. Yeah, it'll be seven minutes because of the Inquisitor. Yeah. What did you do for a standard action? Nothing? I moved back. Thinking that I thought it was going to be out like, the scroll. I thought it was going to work like a. Oh, burst. you moved and pulled out the scroll. Yeah, you couldn't do anything. Yeah, but I thought like I, I could have stayed there and then uh, Nestor could have seen them. But like I thought it was a uh, an eman- emanation that like uh, happened and a then burst left. and then boom. Yeah, yeah, so I misinterpreted it. But I'll be able to pull it up next round. All right, it's not bad. It's Fifteen points of damage to Sir Will and seven points of damage to Metro. Okay. Other um, way around. Why only seven? Oh, you rolled differently. No, yeah, because well, you're it's, neutral. It's half again to neutral uh, uh, characters. So, bu- 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 so the higher one should be for Metro. No, it's it's worse for a good character. Ah. Yeah, the spell deals only half damage to creatures who are neither evil nor good, oh, yeah. uh, and you're not sickened because you both pass the save. All right, and that creature is now visible. Oh. Uh, oh, sweet! So, yeah. One of them Beautiful. is visible, and I will mark it as such. Nestor, uh, if you'd like to take your turn, you yes, will turn. I will. Nestor's going to take a. Will you hold off? Will you hold off? 
Okay. That way I can get out of your way. Because right now it's clogging in the hallway. Oh, Nothing, yeah. The other ones it, can't get to me. Sorry, well, is the barricade still there? The barricade uh, should be yes, gone. Yes, it right? is still there, actually. The only thing that's open is the 10-foot square, the 10-foot passageway that you've created. But it's 10 feet wide. Barricade yeah. was 10 feet wide. But regardless, the way the creature is now positioned, the other creatures can't hit me. Hmm. So if I you right, I, I'm just thinking about uh, a charge. So I'm unable to charge. Well, Baron wants us to. Yeah, back I'll off. say the barricade is effectively not there because you burned both. Okay, right. But the invisibility purge becomes less of a concern if they don't become visible when they attack. Right, but using the hallway as a choke point, I think, was the ultimate goal here. Yeah, it still keeps us safer to like even if we just stay where Metra is at the furthest. By keeping them fighting us in this hallway. Sure, but I mean, it drastically reduces my damage. And do you have an issue with me, like, if I'm able to, charging past them? No. Yeah, so like... As long as you're okay on Yeah, and if we're sandwiching them, it's not a problem. I, I was going to seal us off from them. Okay. Yeah, do what I mean, you want to do. Let's see if we can kill them and yeah, I'd rather, seal off if I'd rather be. kill them. Yeah. yeah. Where are we? It went. Is it the only one of theirs that, that's going? Yeah, it's the right only now? one of theirs that's going and right so, now. Oh, and then so, Nestor went. Yeah. Nestor, well, no, Nestor no, I don't. Nestor's, oh, Nestor's held. It would be Metro's turn. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Go. Go ahead. All right. Metro will back up. Uh, she will. How far? Uh, Five footer. You want to provoke? See what happens. Yeah, see, I want to. I want to. Hung- my, my plan was to hungry pit us between between us and them, so that they couldn't oh. get through, and Nestor and Baron could just pick them off. That was my. That was my. That was my plan. Yeah. Okay. And I can do that by five foot step. But if you need to get through, I would need to ready an action. I mean, I just won't do anything, uh, damage wise. But that that seems that seems like an option. It's like to just pick them off. Yeah, they might come through. They might hop over at some point. Okay. All right, Metro's going to take a five-foot step back. Okay. I should be out of their reach. I know. I, I, the, the, we're on diagonal squares, so it's hard to tell. But Right. Um, regardless, I can cast... You're 15 cast, feet cast. away, so if it has 15 feet of reach, uh, you will provoke. Wait, are they large? Uh, they are large. Um, she's 10 feet away. Right? Oh, this square is that square. Yeah, she's 10 feet away. It's okay. I'll roll the cast defensively. Okay, roll the cast defensively. Uh, I will roll a cast defensively. I should automatically get this. Yes, I'll roll anyway. Yep, I get it. Okay. And then I will clog this open space with this uh, this 10 foot by 10 foot area at the base of the corridor mm-hmm. with a hungry pit, <laughs> which should okay. cause this fellow here to have to roll a will save. Okay. Reflex save. Reflex save. Does he roll it now or does he roll it at the end of his turn if he chooses to remain there? He rolls it now and then he would continue to roll it every time he was there. But I thought he only rolls it if it's on his spot. I it thought is. you have to end. Oh, you're doing it on his spot. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were just putting him at the edge of it. It's just one of his spaces that he considers to take up, which means he falls in. Yeah. So he, he takes up this square. And I see what you're saying now. You are 15 feet away. I see what you're saying. I, I apologize. Yeah, it's like here. It's like one of the squares yeah, that exactly. he occupies. Is, yeah. So the, the corridor is blocked by a pit. So if they want to get in, they have to hop over it. Got you. Okay. So I throw the pit on there, and he's got to roll a reflex save or fall in. Or fall in. Uh, 23. He passes. Okay. Jeepers. But if he stays there at the end of his turn... He'll roll again. He'll roll in. Okay. Uh, right at the edge. And actually, I have to roll. Oh, oh yeah. You're at the edge, too. 
I'm on the edge. The edge. <laughs> this never happens, but just because there's so little space between you and it, yeah. you had nowhere to go. I had to five foot step to avoid the attack of opportunity. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I'm okay. I rolled a I rolled a twenty five. Okay, so we're both just standing at the edge. It's, it's the pit. Uh, all right, Nestor. Do you want to go? Away? I am going to go now. Okay. Nestor will go. So the hungry pit appears. Nestor sees this creature. He sees this creature appear. The hungry pit appears, and he's going to say, "Ah, there you are, my beauty." And he's going to do a study target, rapid shot, first attack. Oh, wow. Uh, that is a 29 to hit. 29 is a hit. Oh, thank God. Was that God. natural two or something? That was a natural two. Oh, <laughs> gosh. That's, uh, that's, so, that's so bad. Uh, 57 points of damage. 57 points of damage. Okay. Okay. Uh, second attack. Natural 20. Oh, <laughs> oh there he is. Oh, yes. oh he's done for. Okay. Critical threat. Critical threat. Critical threat. Critical threat. So done, uh, That is a confirmed crit. I have critical focus as well, so I get an additional plus oh four. Oh, my in the God. Amazing. That is a crit. Amazing. Uh, all right. Let's uh, go to... Liam uh, in Dublin, Ireland. Oh. International edition. Hi, Liam. Uh, ra- uh, this is range? Yeah. Rallying strike. Your attack lands with such precision and skill that you and your allies are magically inspired by your amazing combat prowess while the target and its allies are dismayed. Your attack deals double damage, and you and all allies within 60 feet of you gain the benefits of good hope for 1d4 rounds. Wow, that's on here already. So plus two to attack rolls, damage, save, skill. Everybody gets a plus two to everything except AC. Meanwhile, your target and all other enemies are subject to crushing despair. Minus two to all the same stuff. Will save negates the crushing despair. So basically, all of uh, him and all of his allies need to roll a will save. If they fail, they're under the effects of crushing despair, which is a minus two to everything. Attack, damage, saves. Oh, and what is the DC? Your confirm roll? Yes. Which was what? What was your confirm? Oh, uh, confirm roll was 40. Oh, my God. Got to roll natural 20. Uh, Four rolls here. Three, one, five. Put these out of the way. And two. Three, one, five, and two. (laughs) Oh, my God. They're crushed by despair. They're crushed by despair. They've been locked away so long, and now they're just going to die in here. Oh, shit. All right, so crushing despair. How many rounds, or is it? Uh, 1d4 rounds. Okay. And we get good hope for 1d4 rounds. Two separate rolls. Minus two on attack rolls. Saving throws, ability checks, skill checks. Two separate rolls, or the same roll for both? Because it, that's one attack that made that effect on both characters. So does it, do we do one roll? I, I don't know what you mean. All the, the, the allies get, get good hope. Oh, oh so I'm I saying know. is there a 1d4 roll oh, for, for the both 1D4. the crushing effect and the good hope, or just one roll that affects one both One roll sides? affects both. Okay. I roll the 1d4 right now. Got it. Two rounds. Okay. okay. Two rounds. We are all under good hope. We don't have a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That was just Nestor's, what, second shot? Yeah. Okay, and what was the damage? Uh, damage is uh, 84 points of damage. Okay, that's actually enough to kill that one. Yes. Uh, which is good, but now Nestor can't see any of the other ones. Right. This is true. A couple shots off at Lexington for all time's sake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, okay. I'm, I'm done then, I guess. You are a fan of killing animal companions. <laughs> I do enjoy that. 
It is one of the other creatures' uh, turns. And that creature is going to... I'm going to assume that, that cre- the creature is dead and falls into the hunger pit. He falls in. Burp. Burp. Oh, this is going to be fun. That creature, seeing uh, what happened to his friend, uh, let's see which one it is here. It is the one uh, towards the pillar that only Metra and Baron can see. Uh, all four of his arms go down to the ground. And as he rises them up, underneath all of you, you feel the ground start to shake and just... (laughs) A bunch of spikes start jutting up the whole length of the corridor between the hungry pit and well past Baron. He created spike stones all throughout the corridor, which means if you move... You have to move at half speed. You take damage every time you move five feet. Uh, and you have to uh, succeed on a reflex save to avoid injuries to your feet. If you fail that save, your speed is reduced to half normal speed for 24 hours or until Ooh. you receive a cure spell. Uh, so it pretty much... Wait, say that again? <laughs> so <laughs> what? Got Rocky ground, uh, stone floors, and similar surfaces shape themselves into long, sharp points that blend into the background. Spike stones impede progress through an area and deal damage. Any creature moving on foot into or through the spell's area moves at half speed. In addition, each creature moving through the area takes 1d8 points of piercing damage for each five feet of movement through the spiked area. Any creature that takes damage from the spell must also receive succeed on a reflex save to avoid injuries to its feet and legs. And those injuries are you have half normal speed until you're uh, for 24 hours unless you have a cure spell on you. So, so you mean magical healing? Magical healing. Oh, yeah. okay. So we're fine. So he's going to light up that, but... Calm down, Grant. You can't charge. You can't even take a five-foot step without uh, rolling a reflex save and taking 1d8 points of damage that could potentially have your speed. So that's what that guy does. Uh, does he become visible? He does become visible, but he will move uh, behind the pillar, making himself... Coward! Unable to be attacked. <laughs> Coward! Face us! Show yourself! And we should say that even... Anyone standing in Metra Square outside of Metra, that would be just about beyond our range of dark vision if it's totally dark in there anyway. This is true. It's not. You said there's dim light because of the light. Oh, right, because of the windows. That's right. Well, that only extends into the alcoves. So the whole back of the room is uh, dark. It's just right in front of the windows, about 20 feet extending from there. I gave you a courtesy uh, reveal of the whole room. So, yeah, it's still, still dark. Um... Still, I still question whether Troy knows how light works. That <laughs> <laughs> they're giant windows and the sun is out, and I I don't know whatever whatever it says. In the it text. says it's dark. It says it's dark in the okay. whole room. I, I just... question whether the guy who wrote this knows <laughs> anything about the laws of maybe it's light. nighttime. Maybe maybe it's nighttime. We don't. We don't know. We've been in here for a lot. It's like Vegas. We yeah. have no idea. We have no whether, idea. Whether well, yeah. we they're know. pumping oxygen in. <laughs> really, what it boils down to is it's supposed to be the whole room's going to be dark. But I just didn't feel like revealing half of it now and half of it. Here's later. what it boils down to: it's four forty-five because Renfall is enjoying the nine ninety-five. <laughs> actually, no, Jack. No, you're right. Canonically, it is late afternoon. I wonder so, if, if like, he's on the same uh, time zone. Time zone. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, no, sure. It's hard to say. Yeah. Time zones differentiate between planes. There's just no way of knowing. Uh, just just, there's just no way of knowing <laughs> if you can see or not. It's, <laughs> it's so well uh, You know what? Fuck it. Sir Will, it... Sorry, sir. We can't stay here! Uh, as the spikes are, like, jagged up under uh, Lexington. And uh, he's just going to say, Let's get out of here, Lexington. Let's take them on. Hit on! And he's going to charge into the room. So he is going oh, to... I'd like to see how you pull this off. Yeah. Long, long, jumps, long jump athletics. He's going to long jump, auto jump over the pit. Do you need no 10 question. feet of movement to do that? Or can you take five feet and then jump? Uh, why or, not? I think for a long jump, you, knew, you do need 10 feet of a runway. But he's um, only jumping over five feet, I believe, which... Five feet is a DC five acrobatics. Oh, yeah, it's just jumping over a the corner. Of the DC's so. double, so it's not automatic. Yeah. Um, so I just thought it was kind of... I thought If that's you what, do not get a running start of 10 feet. Yeah, but the pit, the pit is 10 feet away from him. That's the thing. It's like, that's what you need. You need a square to start. That's where, what go need. back to where you started. Were you right behind Nestor? Uh, or were you uh, right next to I was to right Nestor. next to Nestor. Yeah, so you have five feet, and then you've got to jump. But the pit is 10 feet oh, away. So you're, com- yeah. you're counting this little uh, No, the pit edge. here is 10 feet away by any rule. You know what I mean? So, like, that's I, th- true. I think for the long jump... Oh, that's fair. I think that's for fair. the long jump, you just need a square to get in before you go. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to take oh, 2d8. Yeah, yeah. Lexington's paws are going to take 2d8 damage, and he needs to roll a reflex save to see if his speed is halved, and that's going to be two reflex saves. Well, yeah, two reflex saves. Well, hold on. Uh, does it, it, so is it the square you move out of and then moving out of another square, or is it the square you enter? Every five feet. So I'm moving five feet, and I take 1d8, but then I'm jumping. You're moving 10 feet. We just said you're moving 10 feet, then you're jumping, right? Uh, that's uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so you got to move 10 feet to be able to get this, not have to roll that acrobatics. Okay. Uh, so I'll give you the 2d8, and then roll me a reflex save that I'm sure Lexington will pass. Uh, not necessarily. Six I mean, points it, of damage. So 27 on the first one. So he does, passes the first one and then 26 on the second one. Yeah, you're fine. All right, so Lexington's good. Um, now it's just a matter of his... Six uh, points of damage. ...having his speed. Um, yeah, so he will... He I can get to, uh, quote-unquote, there, which is a bad way to describe it for the radio, but basically he can jump over the pit, get 10 feet beyond it. He's right next to an invisible creature that he has oh, see, now no idea is there. Because yeah. of the spike stones, you have to move at half speed, so you don't well, I guess half speed means you still could run. You're just—it's you ten feet of movement. It just—I uh, have ten feet of movement. It just affects my um, how far I can overall move. Yeah, yeah, right? that makes sense. So it's tricky. So he's weaving through these spikes, basically yeah, taking yeah. some damage, and taking some damage. He over. gets out, but then that's the extent of of his round. Well. The acrobatics check halves the speed as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. so he, he jumped directly oh, man. into the pen. <laughs> Jeez. And a 8.8 from the Russian judges. <laughs> yeah, this is tricky. I mean, this is why I, I cast this, just to make it uh, awful for you. Uh, I'm just trying to do something cool, to be honest. And, like, it, it's just I could just stand there and do nothing, which is way less cool. I take no damage. Um, so I, I don't really know... Uh, so the acrobatics. Well, I mean, I can move his double double his speed. I can just move double his speed. Yeah. Are you yeah. trying to attack this round, or you just want to get in there? 
I just want to get in there. I can't see anything but the creature behind the thing, and I can't move more yeah, than that. Yeah, so I'd say just use double your move, which is going to be quartered. <laughs> which is 25 feet, which yeah. is exactly how far I went. Great. Okay, so you're cool. good. Uh, okay. Let's make life easy. And Let's call make life easy. But, but I am going to use a uh, swift action, um, and uh, I will cast... Um, Oh, interesting. I don't. I don't really know what these creatures can do. I don't know anything about these creatures, so you just know they're evil. I just know that they're evil. So for a yeah. So I am going to cast. Uh, Metro already said that there's four in here, and I can't see them. So I am going to cast. You know, one's dead. I know one's dead. Did you um, see the one before he went behind the pillar? I did. Okay. That's kind of the one that I'm looking at, and he's like, show yourself, coward! <laughs> uh, and he le- So he leaps into the room, and I'm going to uh, cast Litany of Defense on yeah. myself. Yeah. Your okay. honor. <laughs> you will not penetrate my armor! I am protected by Iomade herself! And he raises uh, his lance into the air, and he starts shining with a bright light, and he will get a bonus to his ace. Nice. All right, let's see if this one right next to you... I'm chosen by God! (laughs) (laughs) Let's see if the one next to you can break through it. It's going to do three attacks. I'll tell you right now, if he hits on two of these claws, he's going to rend. Let's start with the bite. I'm not going to hit you. Your AC is so high. Uh, Natural two. Good lord. All right, here comes the claw. You want to roll high, Troy. First claw is a 30. Miss! Oh! Because of the Lindy of Defense! Protected by God! <laughs> I told you Iomade has imbued my armor with defenses uh, against creatures of evil. God himself appeared before us and God described himself. his dinner oh, right. plans for the evening. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was, <laughs> that's right. In great detail! He also played some music for us. <laughs> Why he is not helping us here, I do not understand. <laughs> Perhaps. Because he had dinner plans, I, I said. That's what I'm sorry, Nestor. I misunderstood. It wasn't Nestor. It was a general voice. <laughs> then I'll do one more claw. I don't think this is going to... There's no way. If that missed... Yeah, no. Uh, 28. Yes! So yeah. what it, <laughs> So just hum with this. Deflecting uh, blows from this horrible creature. Misses with the vertical mouth. Misses with the two claws. And then, of course, does not get the rend. And is now visible. And is now visible. Yes. So two of them are visible. One is hiding behind a pillar. And then there is one left who is to go, and he will become visible unless he doesn't take an attack this turn. Oh my goodness. This is what he's going to do. What's he going to do? This creature starts moving up slowly, double moving, double moving. There he is. Up. Wow! Wow! Just turning on his saddle, left and right. <laughs> he gets to the edge. I do not see him. <laughs> he gets to the edge of the pit, right where that little lip was, where it's awkwardly positioned. That Sir Will was able to jump over it with ease, and as he does so, his body like flattens and compresses. And he slides over the wall and has, like, just slides over that open area uh, of the pit. His body is just, like, flat as a pancake. And he appears on the other side, still semi-compressed, right next to Metra and Nestor. There's one hiding behind the pillar, one right next to Sir Will, and one next to Metra and Nestor. And that one is still invisible. Oh, we're all split up. And we'll see you next week. (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) Oh, no!
Come on. Mr. Fantastic? Let it ride. Fucking pancake. Fuck. You fucking pancake. Probably get to the salad bar. Pancake looking mother. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. 